city to city, state to state, worldwide. Derek King Sports is in the zone. This is it. This is a Derek King Sports Show on the In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. Welcome one and welcome all to the Derek King Sports Show on the In the Zone Network. I thank you for joining us today on our very first episode. It's going to be a great one, so let's go ahead and get down to it. We are going to talk about the NFL in St. Louis. We're going to talk about some of the big moments, some of the history. We're going to talk about some of the low points. And we're going to talk about where it goes from here. We're going to look to the future. We're going to look to other possibilities of what could exist with the NFL in St. Louis. So let's start from the beginning. The St. Louis Cardinals came to St. Louis from the city of Chicago, where they were originally based, relocated to St. Louis in 1960. We won't get too deep into teams' histories or... Uh, specific small things, but we will touch on some specific reasonings of why they either ended up leaving or their excuses for leaving, and we're going to have a lot to talk about with that. So let's go ahead and let's start with the Cardinals uh, and their leaving at the end of the 1987 season and relocating to the city of Phoenix, state of Arizona, in 1988. That was tough for a lot of people in St. Louis who grew up with that team as I did and learned to love that team, you know, through the good, through the bad, mostly the bad. (laughs) Most people can remember it was mostly the bad for a lot of seasons. People don't understand that that team did have some good records, but they had to play in the Eastern Division uh, the entirety in St. Louis. And it was the way that the playoff structure was set up. It was extremely difficult for teams to be able to make it into the playoffs. Now, the Cardinals, uh, as far as their history in St. Louis, they were there from 1960 to 1987. And during that period, they only went to the playoffs on three occasions. Three. So if I'm doing my math correctly, what, you know, 27 years that they were in St. Louis, nearly 28 years. And out of that entire time, three playoff bursts. Isn't that enough to sit there and scratch your head and say, oh, well, you know, geez, no wonder the fans didn't really support the product. Well, the fans did support the product, and I'm going to go into kind of explanation of why, but this is kind of one of those reasons, you know, just bad football for a lot of those years. But then in a case, you've got to look at it from uh, the winning percentages through that entire period. They had 186 wins and 202 losses and 14 ties. Each time that they were in the playoffs, or the three times, they lost the divisional playoffs on two occasions against the Vikings and the Rams, and that was back-to-back 74 and 75, and then they lost again in 82 against the Packers. And in that particular Packers game was a total blowout, 16-41. Now, the thing is, is, as it came along and came down to it in the last few years in St. Louis, you know, 85, 86, 87, The owner, Bill Bidwell, was pushing extremely hard for a new stadium, and there was an agreement that was reached that there would be some form of a stadium that would be built, and potentially the stadium would end up being in around the Maryland Heights area, right around where the Verizon Amphitheater, Hollywood Amphitheater, I'm not even sure what it's called anymore at this point, but it's had several different incarnations over the years, but it would be approximately around that area. Uh, Gene McNary, 
who is the county executive at the time, and Vince Shamel. There's a lot of different uh, ways that uh, people pronounce his name, but we'll just go with that, was the St. Louis mayor at the time had come to an agreement that that's what was going to happen and then basically decided that, hey, you know what? Uh, that's not going to work and we're going to have to do something different and we're, we want it in the city of St. Louis. We don't want it in the county. Now there's a lot of uh, talk back and forth about, well, that wasn't the case or this was the case. and Well, that's he said and she said. Regardless of the fact, it didn't get done. So at that point, Mr. Bidwell decided that he was ready to move on and started the application process for relocation. At that point, the city scrambled, tried to get a play together to keep the team. Clearly, it did not work. And Bill Bidwell filed for relocation at the end of the 87 season and successfully managed to find a way to relocate the team to the city of phoenix now that being said there's a lot of people that know what happened during that time period maybe some do maybe some don't if you want me to go into more detail please let me know i'll be more than happy to go into more detail of that section of history but this is just going through this the nfl history in st louis so we're just going to try to keep it as brief as we can and just try to stay on topic he was promised a top flight facility moving into into phoenix and that's really what pushed his decision to move to the Arizona market. So that's what ended up going down there. After that, the city of St. Louis decided to put all their eggs in one basket and make a play for an expansion team with the NFL. That also failed miserably. They built the stadium, which was at the time the TWA Dome, and... Also, like I said, I could go more into detail of it, but I'm just going to try to keep it condensed. The NFL didn't like certain particular parameters at the city of St. Louis and the leaseholder, Jerry Clinton, on the TWA Dome at the time. So they decided at the 11th hour to, even though they had promised the city of St. Louis an expansion team, back out and award it to the city of Jacksonville because it was originally supposed to be the city, or not the city, but the state of Carolina, and the city of Jackson, or the city of St. Louis, and not the other way around. Obviously, as history shows, it was the Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going into the future, the city of St. Louis decided it was going to be a all-in attempt to land a NFL franchise in the city of St. Louis. There was courting done. There was conversations had, and. Eventually, the city ended up courting the, at the time, then L.A. Rams, who were in a dire situation at the time. We also have to understand that the world that we lived in at that time period in the mid-90s was a lot different than the time period we live in now. There wasn't, you know, massive internet saturation. There wasn't these overreaching markets and things like that. You had to survive in the market you were in. And at the time, the LA Rams were not doing a very good job surviving in the market that they had in LA. A lot of that had to do with poor team management, uh, the way that the team was being ran. A lot of fans didn't agree with it. But you also got to remember, we're talking about Southern California. We're talking about LA. It's a hard place to compete. So they ended up striking a deal 
with the NFL and the owner of the Rams, Georgia Frontier, to come to the city of St. Louis. She was rewarded handsomely for it, as was the organization, and they also got a sweetheart lease in the deal, which we all know now was the bane of the city of St. Louis. It really tied the hands of the city, so that way they couldn't really renegotiate on anything. It was, it was really a bad business deal for the city of St. Louis. So moving forward, after the passing of Georgia in 2008, around that time period, her team was then handed over to her children, uh, and they decided that they did not want to have anything to do with it. They were wanting to move on to the team. They were just transitional owners. At that point, they put the team up on the market. There was a nice, sizable offer from Shad Khan, now the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, to purchase the team. And at that point, Stan Kroenke, who we all know and love, exercised his option underneath minority ownership rules underneath the contract whenever he had signed to exercise his right a first refusal. He did that and went on to purchase the remainder of the team. Now, the numbers that I'm going to throw at you are clearly ballpark. I don't have the exact figures in front of me, but he purchased the team approximately for somewhere around the tune of 50 to 60 million dollars whenever they moved here for minority ownership. Then in the process of buying the remainder of the team in 2010 during the sale portion, he paid approximately somewhere around 550 to 600 million dollars for the remainder of the team. That's a steal considering the team at the time was valued somewhere around 1.1 to 1.4 billion dollars in the city of St. Louis. Mind you, like I said, all of these numbers are clearly ballpark. You could look those numbers up to see what the exact figures were. But Stan decided that he was not going to communicate with the city of St. Louis, that he was going to take a, a sort of a backseat role to the entire situation and play out the process. He was quoted in several interviews to say that uh, we'll see how that plays out or we're going to work with the process and see how that process plays out. There was lots of different things. Kevin Demoff uh, who was the Rams' chief operating officer, decided to come on a lot of St. Louis sports stations during that time period between 2010 and the team leaving in 2015, the end of 2015, and decided to make several remarks that were clearly false in Stan Kroenke looking at other areas of interest to potentially relocate the team back to L.A. So we could get into really deep detail with that. I won't. But they ended up succeeding in their ability to move the team back to L.A., much to the chagrin of St. Louis football fans and the city of St. Louis, too, as well. Now, going forward, the city of St. Louis was approached by the AAF to have a football team in the city. They wanted to play at the now America's Center or the Dome at America Center, I should say, to potentially play at those facilities. And the city could not commit to a lease for the AAF during the time period that they wanted to play because they already had prior engagements that were already registered at the event and that they could not back out of. It's understandable. It's a good business decision. Then the city was approached by the XFL, the brainchild of 
Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the owner of the WWE. This is the second incarnation of the XFL, and they've decided to play at the Dome at the America Center. There's a lot of details to that. You could search that up uh, just by Google searching anything to find that information of, of what the lease terms are, uh, you know, per season, per game. It's a lot of really good information to kind of soak in to understand the process of how it all works. Now, all that being said, that's great. But I will tell you this. The NFL has not given up on the city of St. Louis as far as a future home of an NFL franchise team. An NFL franchise or a team, I should say. Now, that being said, I've been told by many people who are in the know that there is no chance that the city of St. Louis will ever land an expansion franchise. That's understandable. I can get that. Now, that being said, there's never any mention that the city of St. Louis cannot land a potential relocation. But what does that entail? Who does that potentially fit as far as a team is concerned? Well, you have to look at leases. You have to look at current market situations. You have to look at where teams are, and you have to look at where St. Louis is as, as far as the city and county and everything else. Uh, number one, obviously, there's a lot of talk about the Chargers and their current situation in L.A. They're not doing very well out there. They're in a lot of trouble financially. Uh, as uh, Stan Kroenke would say, we'll have to see how that plays out. The same goes for the Buffalo Bills situation in Buffalo. They've been trying to get a new stadium, a new facilities built there for several years. They've had very little to no success with that. So they're a possibility. There's been rumors of mentions of other teams and the Raiders and the Jets and, you know, this and that. But you really have to look at what's realistic and what could possibly happen. There's only a handful of teams that could legitimately take that spot as far as an NFL team potentially relocating to the city of St. Louis. The Chargers are definitely an interesting prospect, but I will throw this caveat in. The fans of St. Louis and the city of St. Louis as well will not accept accept another team if they just relocate. We're not going to have another L.A. Rams situation. Obviously, the lease would have to be a very interesting prospect for the city of St. Louis. There would have to be a new stadium built. There's no question in my mind that the current existing facilities with the Dome at America Center would not be acceptable to neither the NFL or even the city or any other NFL team, might I add. So there would have to be a new facility that would have to be built uh, either within the city, North City, or West County, potentially. Uh, all options should be on the table. Going forward with that, what teams would potentially be interested in that type of a scenario situation? The Chargers could potentially be interested, but you have to understand the ownership situation with the Spanos family, Dean Spanos specifically. They have little to no interest in moving to St. Louis, unless they had no other option. They might feel that they need to be forced into a move by the NFL. And there's a lot of people say, well, the NFL can't force them. Well, the NFL can find ways to make things happen. Clearly, they made the Rams move from St. Louis happen. If the NFL wants something to happen, they will make it happen, regardless of how we feel about it or what the rules say or whatever the case might be. 
Now, there's a couple other things that play into that. Let's look at the current lawsuit with the city of St. Louis and the NFL and the other 31 principal owners outside of Stan Kroenke, because obviously he's involved into it as well. Let's make something very clear. The NFL has little to no interest in showing their hand of cards to the general public in open court. This is never, and I, might I state slowly, it will never see the light of day, period. The NFL has zero interest in ever letting the public know what goes on behind closed doors. They're already in trouble enough as it is with their current situation with the fan bases, with dropping attendance levels and dropping viewership numbers on television programs and such and so on. So why would the NFL put themselves in a situation where they could potentially get hurt again? I don't see the realistic possibility there. It's just bad business. And we have to view it as such. Anything that the NFL decides to do, regardless if it's good, bad, or indifferent, is all about revenue streams. We could talk about individual player situations. We could talk about moves. We could talk about a lot of things. But let me make something also very clear. If the NFL was to go to court, and if the city of St. Louis managed to pull out a victory by the skin of their teeth, it sets a precedent, and that's dangerous for the NFL. Because all the other municipalities, cities, what have you, that have lost NFL football teams and have been saddled with hundreds of millions of dollars in debt to have to dig themselves out of, like the city of St. Louis... That opens up a avenue, a window of opportunity, if you will, for those individuals to sue the NFL and potentially win for damages. The NFL does not want that. It's the same situation that happened in Cleveland whenever the Browns left to go to Baltimore. It's clearly obvious that the NFL is going to settle. Now, whether or not the city of St. Louis is dumb enough to be able to sit down and go, okay, yeah, we're not going to take you up on a potential offer, and we're going to have it go to court. The NF, Like I said before, the NFL has no desire to have this thing go to open court. So let's play it out for a second. Let's have a, uh, a little role play here. Let's, let's play situation and let's see what could happen. I think, personally, that the NFL would want to settle for an undisclosed amount of monetary settlement. How much that might end up pertaining to be is a whole other story. But what I would do if I was the city of St. Louis is I would sit down and say, listen, I know you don't want this to go to court. And I also know that you don't want there to be any bad light shed on the shield as the NFL is concerned. The way I would approach it as the city of St. Louis is to say, all right, here's what we're suggesting. You're going to pay off the remainder of the bonds that exist on the dome. We want... The former facilities in our city, also known as Rams Park, back from Stan on his $1 lease that he has as per the agreement of the team being in, this, in St. Louis, which they're clearly not anymore, to also have the NFL pledge anywhere between $300 and $500 million for a stadium, new stadium, either in the city of St. Louis, uh, with, within the city in itself, or potentially... North North St. Louis uh, would be a great option. There's a lot of redevelopment opportunities up there as well, or potentially West County. It would really have to depend on 
on a certain set of particulars that the city wants to do. But that's the way that I would lay it out to the NFL. Then, at that point, say, we either or either want an expansion team, which I don't see the NFL necessarily wanting to do, but you never know. Or we would want to be the very first in consideration for any other team that could potentially relocate. But the caveat that I would also throw into that would be this. Any potential team that would move to the city of St. Louis, their existing branding, their history, and color schemes and everything would stay with the municipality that they leave. So if it was the San Diego or the L.A. Chargers, I'm sorry, I keep calling them the San Diego Chargers because, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, that's where they still should be. But the L.A. Chargers, if they NFL or the ownership decides to move them to the city of St. Louis, then that branding would go back to either L.A. or, in, in my case, I would work a deal to where it would go back to the city of San Diego. And that's what I would do. Same with the, the Buffalo situation that I mentioned earlier. If the Bills decided, if the ownership, the Pagulas decided, we can't get anything done here in Buffalo, we want to move the team to St. Louis, then that opportunity is there. But it would be a total rebrand. It would be something that's dedicated to the history and the lineage of the city of St. Louis. Uh, there would be an ironclad 40, 50-year lease, no escape clauses, um, but certain particular parameters would obviously have to be met between the city and the team. Really, to be frankly honest with you, you could go a lot of different avenues with it. Some people would say, oh, you're ridiculous for asking for 300 or $500 million from the league. Ah, it's very realistic. I'm not saying anything that other people wouldn't say, and I'm also saying that there's no way that fans uh, in the city of St. Louis who have been burnt, let's go ahead and call it three times by the NFL, with the Cardinals, the expansion team, the Stallions, and the Rams, that they're going to accept another team to come into the city of St. Louis, a la a Rams situation in 95, just to get burnt again in another 15, 20 years. Nobody is willing to accept that potential. So if we're looking at it from that perspective, we have to say that this is the only scenario that could work for the NFL to come back into the city of St. Louis. I will also say this. The city of St. Louis, or the St. Louis television market, let me reiterate that, is number 21 in the nation. It is a very large market. There's a lot of money to be had there. Let me throw out a secondary consideration. In one of the markets that the NFL clamors over, that they talk about, that they're excited about, is Kansas City. Kansas City is a Big market. We're down here in Springfield. That's where the show is being broadcast from. Springfield is a very pro Kansas City Chiefs market. That market obviously reaches well out into Kansas, into Nebraska, even into some portions of Oklahoma, and obviously well into the state of Missouri. The Kansas City market, as far as the television market is concerned, is only ranked at number 33. 33. Let's think about that for a second. St. Louis is the number 21 television market, and Kansas City is the number 33 market. If you're thinking of it from that perspective, you got to say, well, man, it's a slam dunk. Why doesn't the city of St. Louis have a team? Let me also say this. I do believe that out of the top 35 markets, St. Louis is the only market that does not have a team that's bleeding over into that potential market. The only one. Las Vegas is getting a team in the Raiders. Why can't the city of St. Louis get a team? That's kind of how I view it. 
And now as much as the city of Las Vegas has been growing, or has been growing, I should say, I shouldn't get too far away from the microphone, my apologies. Over the last decade, same with the, with the uh, Arizona market. That's a, uh, that's a potential even for somewhat of a disaster for the NFL. If you think about it, the Raiders going into the Las Vegas market bleeds on over to the Arizona market. The Cardinals have a very sizable market in a number 10, number 11 size market in that area. They're doing very well there. Let's make that very clear to a lot of people who go out and they say, well, you know, I'd love to have the big red back in St. Louis. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think that there's a person that wouldn't want that or wouldn't love to have that. But let's be realistic from a business standpoint. They are in that, you know, top 10, you know, top 15 market out there in Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, Unless that market changes drastically, I don't see that happening. Uh, They also have a Super Bowl that's going to be coming there, I believe, in 2023 to their facilities out there in Glendale. So that's just not in the cards right now. No pun intended. But looking forward into the future, well, you know, anything's a possibility. Had I told you back in 2005 that the Rams were going to bounce from the city of St. Louis in 10 years and that not only were they going to leave and go someplace else, but they were going to go back to L.A. Of all the places, L.A., they were going to go back to the place that they left and, mind you, go back to the original facilities that they left in the Coliseum. It's laughable. You would have laughed me out of the building. That's the way it would have went down. So sitting here listening to this, you would say, well, what's the realistic expectation that the Cardinals ever come back to St. Louis? I would give it a percentage chance of one, but I'm not going to say that it can't happen because it's clear that it has happened, not just to the city of St. Louis, but several other markets. We could look at Houston when they lost the Oilers. Golly, I still cry about that. I loved that Houston Oilers team. I still am saddened that that team is not in, an, not in existence anymore. I wish that it was. I don't particularly care for the Texans as far as a color scheme, logo, all that stuff. I wish it would still be the Oilers. Look at the Cleveland situation and the lawsuit that ended up landing them an expansion team there. Uh, the team relocating to Baltimore and becoming the Ravens. Uh, so there's, there are so many different avenues that could potentially happen for the city of St. Louis to land another football team. I don't want to get into details too deep about, well, this and that, and it's all, you know, the sweet by and by and the pie in the sky. We don't really know for sure what could happen. We don't really know what the NFL's thinking. We don't know how this lawsuit between the city of St. Louis and the NFL is going to play out. But what we can do is we could say best case scenario here, best case scenario there, and this is what could potentially end up happening. I'm excited about it. There's a lot of really good potential for the, for the city of St. Louis to come out of this smelling like a bed of roses, looking like a million bucks. A lot of really wonderful potential there. So for the people that say that the city of St. Louis isn't looking to land another NFL franchise, I would agree with you to a certain extent. But don't think for a second that there's not interest there, either from the fans or from the city. People can say what they want to, but I'm a businessman. I have business acumen, a business background, sales, negotiating. I will tell you this. 
if a good opportunity is presented to the city of St. Louis and other potential suitors, a.k.a. NFL football teams, that there's a winning solution in the city of St. Louis, don't think for a second that that couldn't happen. Now, let's talk about the Cardinals for a second. Let's go back to that and their situation in Arizona. They're very well off. They've got a good situation. They have wonderful facilities there. If you've never been to those facilities, I strongly, strongly suggest that you go out there and check it out. That's what a real football stadium should be. The experience, the suites, just everything that there is about a football stadium and what you think that it should be or football facilities and what they should be, that's kind of right up there. Uh, And as much as I despise the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, those facilities out there in Jerry's world are also another wonderful example of what a football stadium should potentially be. And much to my chagrin, potentially stands billion-dollar palace out there in L.A. And also, let's kind of touch on that real quick before I get into the Cardinals talk. That has ballooned from the original numbers of approximately about $2.5 billion to then three to now potentially 4 or $5 billion. So nothing makes me happier than no old Stan is going to get screwed out of a couple more billion because we all enjoy that idea. So let's talk about the situation with the Cardinals out there in Arizona. Let's get back to that. Michael Bidwell, who's now the president, has done some wonderful things in the city of St. Louis since the Rams had left in 2015. He was never asked to do these things. He was never expected to do these things. He's not the type of person to where he's going to put on the cap and say, hey, look at me, look at me, look at what I did. He's not that type of person. He was approached by some individuals in the city of St. Louis to say, when the Rams left, we were left hurting. The Rams were helping pay for some charitable work here in the city of St. Louis, and now we don't have that outlet anymore. You know what Michael did? Send me the numbers. Tell me how much you need. I'll send you a check. That's what he's done, and he continues to do that with charitable organizations and different types of things in the city of St. Louis. When the Big Red, the former St. Louis Cardinals, have alumni meets and dinners and so on and so forth, he pays for a lot of that. He pays for tables. He pays for people to to go there. He helps. He does these things. People don't understand what he still does for the city of St. Louis. Michael Bidwell has an extraordinary love for the city of St. Louis, for the state of Missouri. People have to understand he was born and raised here. He grew up here. He was devastated when his father made the decision to move the team to Arizona. He did not want to go to Arizona at that time. But this is the situation that we're in now. And you also have to understand during the process of the Rams' relocation bid to L.A., albeit fallacy as it is, Michael Bidwell stood up for the city of St. Louis when very few people did. Bob McNair stood up for the city of St. Louis, the late Bob McNair. Jerry Richardson, the former owner of the Carolina Panthers, stood up for the city of St. Louis. But you want to know what? Michael Bidwell was unfortunately put into his place by Jerry Jones and some others because of his father's decision to move the team out of St. Louis back in 1987-88. So even though he wanted to speak up on St. Louis's behalf, and he did, and he stood up for the city, it showed where the NFL's eye is, and that's money. It all comes down to the dollar bills, revenue streams. 
Jerry Jones knew this as an opportunity for a massive revenue stream to come into his pocket and the NFL's pocket. So let's, let's also throw something else out there. Jerry Jones Company, Legends, they do concessions. They run the stadium out there at Jerry's World, out, out there in Dallas. You want to know what other stadiums they run? Because it's not just one. They run Levi's Stadium that got built out there in San Francisco, the San Francisco area for the 49ers. They also have gotten the contract for Stan's new palace out in L.A. Oh, and might I mention, they also got the contract for the Raiders' new stadium out in Las Vegas. Starting to play connect the dots here. Are we starting to understand what this is all about? This had nothing to do with screwing over St. Louis. I will say this till I'm blue in the face. People get upset thinking that St. Louis got screwed by the NFL because, oh, the NFL just hates the city of St. Louis. Let me make something very clear. The NFL did not have any intention of screwing the St. Louis city or the St. Louis fan base intentionally. This was about money, period. End of discussion. They had one solution in one hand. They had another solution in the other hand. They looked and said, hey, we could go out to L.A., We're going to lose the St. Louis fan base. Yeah, that's going to hurt. It's going to sting. But even if we get half of the potential revenue streams going into L.A., we're going to make five times more, seven times more than we ever would by staying in the city of St. Louis. They needed to get that number two television market because the new contracts are going to be coming up, I believe, here in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. It might be 2022. But those new television contracts are going to be coming up if you... As a NFL owner, you want that number two market in your pocket because that's going to get you billions of more dollars of revenue streams. It's a no-brainer, folks. If you're looking at it from a number standpoint, it makes sense. There's other arguments that you can make to this side or to that side, and you could say, well, they could have done it this way. Yeah, well, they could have done it that way too. Matter of fact, they could have done it several different ways. But this is the reality that we live in right now. It's a new world. 10, 15 years ago, would you ever have imagined that we would be doing this right now, that we would be having a conversation and I would be doing a podcast and you would be listening to it on your phone while you're at work or on your phone uh, while you're driving down the road and you have your podcast app on Apple Play on your head unit on your car? Would you have imagined that? Would you have imagined that there would be things in your home to where you could just have an app on your phone to turn them on or turn them off? No. You would have never imagined that, but this is the new age. This is the world we live in today. Markets have changed. Dynamics have changed. Everything is different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's not the same animal anymore. So we have to be progressive in our thinking. We have to approach it from a standpoint of where do we go moving forward? You have to think differently. The city has to think differently. The the fan base, almost in a sense, has to think differently. In conclusion... I will say this, St. Louis will get another football team. I'm not talking about an XFL team or an AAF team. I'm talking about an NFL team. St. Louis will get another NFL team. I'll go back to those market analysis numbers of what I was talking about earlier. Out of the 35 markets, St. Louis is the only market without a football team. Now, some people would say, well, San Antonio's in there. Yes, I think San Antonio is somewhere between 25 and 30. It might be 27, 28. But you also have to understand where San Antonio lies. It lies in a triad just south of Dallas. 
and just to the west of Houston. Do you think for a second that Jerry Jones and the late Bob McNair and whoever's going to own and run the operations of the Houston Texans now at this point are going to allow a slice of their pie to be taken out of that market? You're wrong. Let's talk about Portland. Everybody's talked about Portland for a lot of years, getting another football team. I don't think people understand the geographics of how that works, so I'm going to explain it. Portland sits right on the state line of Oregon and Washington. It's very close to Seattle. Do you think that the owner of the Seahawks, well, the late owner of the Seahawks now, and whoever may be the uh, new owner of the Seahawks is going to allow someone to take a slice out of that pie? No, no, they're not. So let's talk about the realistic expectations of where teams could potentially go. We're talking about London. We all know the NFL just has a full, exciting thing for London. <laughs> let's make that very clear. They have for some time. Let's look at Mexico City. That's another exciting opportunity for the NFL. A lot of money there. There's obviously safety concerns. And clearly this last incident with the Rams and... Uh, I can't remember who the team they were playing, the Broncos, or who it was they were playing at the time, that they were playing a, day, a game down there in Mexico City. And the turf situations, or at least that's their claim, that the turf situations weren't up to snuff. I don't believe that. I think there was something else going on there. And that might have deep-sixed any opportunity for Mexico City to potentially get an NFL expansion franchise by 2025. That doesn't mean no, but that means that there's a potential there for change. So going forward, where's your opportunities? What other cities? We all know that the NFL is looking to get out of Jacksonville. That situation isn't good. We all know the London situation is probably not going to solve itself anytime soon. So what are we really talking about here? Who are we discussing? Who are we talking about? St. Louis is really right now the only true viable market for a team to go right into, plug and play, ready to go, and have an NFL franchise, whether it be relocation or expansion. But it's definitely going to be relocation, I think. So now we have to ask ourselves the question, is St. Louis an NFL city in our minds? Because we all know that the NFL is about dollars and cents, and they're not going to leave the number, 120 market, the number 21 market laying on the table for someone else to snatch up. The rumors about the Chargers potentially moving to St. Louis a few months back, that doesn't happen without the NFL say-so. That information doesn't get out there without somebody wanting it to be out there. The rumors of the Raiders potentially moving to St. Louis. The rumors of the Jets moving to St. Louis. The rumors of the Jaguars moving to St. Louis. There's been rumors about a multitudes of teams moving to the St. Louis market. That does not get out there unless there's certain people that want it to be out there. So let's make that very clear. So the real question is you have to ask yourself, are you ready for NFL football? Are you ready for it to return? I'm ready. I've been ready. But it's going to all depend on what happens between the NFL and the city of St. Louis here over the next few months with this lawsuit thing. See how it all plays out, as Stan Kroenke would say. Everyone, I thank you for joining me for this show today. It's been a lot of fun. This is a learning process. This is my very first show. I hope you enjoyed it. I implore you and I wish for you to show up to another show here in the future. Listen in. Put your input in. If there's things that you want to talk about, if there's things that you want to hear, we'll cover it all. It doesn't matter. Please let me know in the future. My name is Derek King. This is the Derek King Sports Show on the In The Zone Network. I want to also extend a massive thanks to Palmer Alexander 
Arlington Lane at the End of Zone Network. Without you two gentlemen, none of this would have happened. Without your your push and your knowledge and the help that you've given me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I owe you all the thanks in the world. Thank you so much. And I appreciate everything that you've done to help me get to where I am. That cannot be said enough. This is Derek King signing off from the Derek King Sports Show on the In The Zone Network. Have yourself a wonderful day. Come back and see us again soon.